0: there. Welcome back. I'm Karen Hall, your host of the Hero Within podcast. I'm passionate about sharing inspiring true stories of unsung heroes who've overcome some of life's most challenging adversities. Come along with me and learn how you too can find hope and healing to return to love. After my interview with Shiraz Babu, I was thinking a lot about when I'm wishing that something would change and what gives me the certainty of knowing that it will change? What is it that gives me that belief that I just know? And I thought, I wonder if you've ever looked around and wished that something was different in your life. I know I've done that a lot. Maybe you wish that something was different in the world or in your family. Have you ever caught yourself thinking, like I have, I wish that person would change. Well, when we're dealing with something difficult, we can get lost in thought loops, wishing it were different, but it doesn't change. And then we think it should be different, but it doesn't change. If only it wasn't this way. I've heard people use the word hope in these settings, such as, I hope my teenager learns to appreciate me. And when the teen continually doesn't show appreciation, then what? What do we do with that hope when our desires are dashed? Or is it really hope? I think there are different levels of expectations. You can have a base level, which is a wishful desire, where you look for that change outside of yourself, out of your control. Then there is hope that is born out of faith and a belief that carries certainty that it will be different. You may not know how it will be different, but you know, will. how do we get that kind of hope? Well, faith is the cornerstone of hope. So in thinking about faith, I was thinking about a possible story that you may have read in the Bible where the Savior showed compassion on those who suffered. And in the early stages of suffering during adversity, we might wish that our situation would change. We may have had some instantaneous answers in the past, and then later, when we pray and we don't get an immediate answer, we may feel surprised, shocked, and a bit frantic The tribulations may still persist. There are many reasons why tribulations might persist, but for today, we are only going to address a few of the lessons that we may learn. For a time, we may experience a struggle before the relief comes. Now, why would it be a good thing for us to experience adversity? Well, with each passing day, we learn lessons. In Romans 5.4, it tells us some of the lessons that we learn. We glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Here is a formula for having hope rather than just a wish. When we have tribulations, we want relief, and we want it now. And this scripture teaches us that through tribulation, we learn patience. If we were given the relief we wanted from the moment we were uncomfortable, we wouldn't learn to be patient. The only way to learn patience is to have to wait. As the tribulation persists and we continue praying, waiting upon the Lord, we see the Lord's hand in our life. We learn and we understand that the Lord is right there holding us in His arms, offering compassion and comfort because He cares about us. With each struggle, we learn more about ourselves. We learn character traits. And most importantly, as we persist in prayer and we receive answers and help, We feel emotions such as relief, gratitude, and consolation. These emotions help us retain the understanding that the Savior is there for us, offering us comfort. In Hebrews 9.11, we read that Christ is the high priest of good things to come. We all want good things to come, but every one of us has had times when we feel discouraged and disheartened. We might hear that scripture that good things will come, but we need to know that this is true for us. We need to know that things will get better. The Lord wants us to trust Him that good things are coming. But it isn't always easy to trust this promise, especially when we're a novice at deep pain. But through each struggle, we grow in patience And we also learn to trust Him bit by bit and to trust His plan as well as His timing. Each time we learn that Christ is there for us during our trials, we grow in faith. We see our prayers being answered, sometimes in very small ways, but those things can strengthen our faith. With each subsequent trial— Our knowledge that Christ was there for us before is a solid foundation that we build upon, and we learn that He will be there for us again. Our faith grows, and we develop hope. We know that the Lord cares about us because we have seen how He has helped us. But unfortunately, in mortality, we forget so easily— and when we are in great pain, we stop being able to access our prefrontal cortex where we have memory, logic, and reasoning. We suddenly think this pain will last forever, and we feel alone and forgotten. We feel abandoned. We learn in 1 Corinthians fifteen nineteen that the antidote for being miserable is hope in Christ. Christ is not a high priest that is austere and untouchable, unrelatable, who is so far removed from us like a distant cousin across the country who we never see and who knows nothing about us. In Hebrews 4.15, we read, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations, but one who has been tempted knowing exactly how it feels to be human in every respect as we are, yet without committing any sin. He knows us and He knows everything about us. He knows that we are looking for hope and we want hope and we want certainty that things will get better. This is the good news of the gospel. Jesus Christ offers us hope, especially in times of need. He will send help. There is happiness yet ahead. Though it may look dark, there really is light at the end of the tunnel. You might not be able to see the light, but that light is the light of the world and the Son of God. God is mindful of us, and He loves us like the most attentive, unselfish, protective, loving mother, and He knows you intimately. He hears your prayers, and He weeps when you weep. In John sixteen thirty three, Jesus reminds us, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye shall have peace, in the world ye shall have tribulation." but be of good cheer I have overcome the world. He was out there in the storm with his disciples as the waves crashed upon him. Geoffrey R. Holland said, Only one who has fought against those ominous waves is justified in telling us, as well as the sea, to be still. Only one who has taken the full brunt of such adversity could ever be justified in telling us in such times to be of good cheer. How can we be of good cheer? Well, we can be of good cheer because we can glory in tribulation, as Paul stated, because the Lord promises that he will take care of our every need. I love this scripture in Philippians 4.19, But my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. As we keep praying during our adversities, we will see that the Lord is aware of us and is answering our prayers and supplying our needs. We'll grow in faith that the Lord is mindful of us, and our hope will become certain. This gives me peace and assurance. My wishes are turned into certainty. My hope is born out of faith. I know that I can trust in God to keep His promises in His timing, and you can trust Him too. Thank you so much for being here and listening to today's show. I know life is busy. I appreciate you and value the time we spend together. If you enjoyed this message, please subscribe, leave a review, and include any questions you have for our guest. I'll read your review and mention you by name in my Thursday episode. See the show notes to get the link to join our Facebook group, email list, and to listen and watch our episode on YouTube. We're wishing you lots of love in your own hero's journey.